As a Catholic, I'm failing right now. Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle. Mm-hmm. See, again, as a Catholic, I'm failing. Because it's Easter weekend. The 2OC. The show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world. Orange County, California. And Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 47. This episode of 2OC, we talk about a series of crazy, unfortunate happenstance, Tomb Raider once again, and Player One, ready up. I'm Al Flores. I'm Anton Duong. Hey, Anton, how's your short week been? Well, short, actually, no, full week. Full, full week, week, full week. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole week. Well, since last time we recorded, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I guess it's a little bit of a short week. Just missing one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I got to see... You, you know how we were talking about uh, me getting uh, a screener pass last weekend? Yeah. It, it turns out <laughs> I did end up getting a pass. So uh, got, we- yeah, so I got to see the movie early. And then right after I watched the movie, I saw it again the next day. Which movie was that? And that would be Ready Player One. Ah. Yeah. What'd you think? Well, okay, we're we gonna go into spoilers, or we just want to cover the the main topics. Uh, okay. I guess we'll just go into main topics first, and then uh, we'll get it into it because there's a lot to say about it. Oh yeah, there's a lot of cute few things. Um, I got to see it this morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hence why we're recording late. Yeah. Was the uh was the theater really empty? No, no, no. It got full after, after... Are you talking about my Snapchat video? Yeah. Yeah, no, That I was I was there like half an hour early because um, uh-huh. I was trying to get to the other screening, but that was for uh, like one of their premium things, whatever. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, I'll take the 1015 one. Oh, okay. So yeah, like a couple minutes after that video, it, it filled up a little bit more. Yeah. Was it completely full or was it morning full? I would say it's like 80, 90% full. It was pretty full, though. Oh, wow. So you got the whole uh, audience experience. Well, yeah, because also it was uh, it's Easter today. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of families that were out, and I guess like that's one of their outings. Okay. So before we get into it, uh, let's get into some of the topics that we want to talk about this week. All right. So quick news. Mm-hmm. Netflix announced that uh, a series of Unfortunate Events Season 2 is now out. Oh, nice. Did you see the first one? You did, right? Uh, maybe. You didn't see it. No, I did not. <laughs> oh, dude, you have to watch it. Yeah, I, I know how good it is. I just haven't found a time to watch it. Yeah, the books were a little bit weird for me. I never really, oh, yeah, I didn't really get into like the, that, that series of books. But the show, dude, they do such a good job. And every ending just kind of hits you like a, leaves you with your mouth open. Like, what? Is it better than the movie? I didn't see the movie. Yes, I, I think the movie starred Jim Carrey, uh, Emily Browning. I, I forgot oh, that kid's yeah. name. And then that little baby girl. Uh, but comparing it to the show, how it looks, mm-hmm. I think they did a very good casting because it's basically the same hairstyles, uh, same makeup for, I guess, both of the movie and the TV show. 
Yeah, it was. Well, it's trying to stick close to the novel mm-hmm. or the books, like animations. Yeah, yeah. So that's why they kind of do it like that. Yeah, and but, I heard I heard uh, Neil Patrick Harris really gets into the uh, the character. He does, and this that role is like meant for him. Uh, yeah. I, think I can't remember his full name, but he's the, the Count. Yeah, Count Olaf. Olaf, there you go. Yeah. Um, see, see, I, I I know this show. Ah, uh, you look at the cast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he gets he gets really into it. Like it's, it was meant for him because that character every episode. He tries to disguise himself as somebody else. So it's Neil Patrick Harris playing Count Olaf who's playing somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is why this like he's playing Count Olaf. Yeah. Even the kids, they did a good job. You know, Hollywood always says it's hard to get good child actors, but in this case, they did a good job. Yeah, especially uh, nowadays, uh, not a lot of child actors are that great. Because uh, because Disney, Disney Nickelodeon, yeah, Disney and Nickelodeon screwed it up. Yeah, they screwed it up so bad. Because now the kids start acting, assuming or pretty much knowing they're going to get a music career afterwards. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I mean Selena Gomez, she's actually decent, and uh, I don't, I don't know about Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato has a voice. Selena Gomez, she kind of talks when she sings, like talk sings. Yeah. Um, but then you also have uh, what's her name, Miley Cyrus. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Bella oh my god, Thorne. I can't. Oh, I really don't know her that well. Did okay. she come from Disney? Yep, she was in that show with Zendaya. Okay, well, no, Zendaya. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh my god, I can't, I can't believe I'm blanking her name. The one that's always dressing up like in the like the bunny ears. Uh, are you talking about Lizzie McGuire? Not, no, Hillary <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, the one that was in the 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 shooting in uh, or her, there was a shooting at a concert in London. Oh, I'm uh, blanking on her name right now. Damn it, I don't know. Uh, this this is when we're short age and we don't know. Yeah, popular singers. Yeah, <laughs> well, not <It'll>... our time. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to see season two. I haven't had the chance. I've been busy with our movie list, and that's one of the shows I kind of really want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But on the plus side, our summer movie draft list is complete. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, I still need to look at it and uh, start doing some studying. Yeah, there's a few movies I was like, oh, this is this is Anton. This has Anton written all over it. Yeah. See, uh, I, I like a lot of the Oscar movies uh, during the summer because uh, there's not a whole lot of them. But when they do have something, I, I thought that they would be something that a lot of people will watch. But uh, it seems like everybody's always into the poopy high school movie jokes uh, and a lot of the action horror. Not so much for drama. True, true. Uh, Ariana Grande. There you go. That's okay. what we're thinking of. That's yeah. Nickelodeon. Well, still, it's a, those, those networks. <laughs> There's a lot of more trailer, a lot more trailers. Wow, I can't talk today, Anton. What's going on? I <laughs> uh, probably woke up too early for that movie. Well, and I had a late night run yesterday, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I just threw off my threw off my internal clock a little bit. My mind's a little bit no. So I said there's a there's a few trailers coming out for Lost in Space, but it's the same it's the same scenes just cut up differently. Yeah, that's usually how most trailers are. 
they're trying not to give away too much, but they try to, you know, keep things fresh by adding a couple of new clips and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I- I've seen some of those too. Yeah. So, oh, and I was going through Entertainment Weekly this week, and I saw the review for Pacific Rim Uprising. Mm-hmm. Out of five, what would you have given it? Oh, Pacific Rim. I- I'd say I'd give it uh, more of a three and a half. Okay, so I probably lines in, in line with what EW put. Yeah. They gave it a C minus, mm-hmm. calling it a tedious second rate sequel. <laughs> I, they're just trying to set it up for the next movie. Oh, okay. Is it's that kind of ending? Yeah. Like they they're trying to make it. A oh damn challenge. it! You didn't see it yet. Damn it! No, nope. <laughs> I nope. should have said that. That's fine. Yeah. Well, you already <laughs> the know first that one kind of another one. Well, the first one kind of ended the same way too. Mm-hmm. True. That's how most movies are. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, Green Lantern ended that way, and we didn't get a second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Green Lantern. Did you see the, oh, what's it called? The movie Sins for, yes. for that one? Oh, yeah. It's so bad. I, I love the ending where it's just like, oh, you're trying to set it up for a sequel. I see what you're doing there. Too bad you're not going to get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cold. Mm-hmm. Before, since we're talking movies, anyways, might as well go over the quick movie list that we have, and this is gonna be available uh, at the two oc dot com. You gotta check it out. There's a link in there. But there's a few of them that stood out to me. Bad Samaritan. That oh. one they're they're promoting like crazy at uh at WonderCon. Yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about that because I'm a big fan of Robert Sheehan. Uh, I haven't seen him in a whole lot of movies. Uh, he's mostly doing a lot of British uh, films. And uh, he's been doing a lot of independent also. But uh, have you ever heard of Robert Sheehan? It's, the last name sounds familiar, but yeah. I don't... Yeah. I can't um, think of the face. I don't know if you heard about the show called Misfits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's where like uh, a bunch of kids uh, doing like um, a community service because they did something bad. And it turns mm-hmm. out that they uh, get superpowers because the whole world's falling apart or something. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's a show. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He was also uh, he was actually in Immortal uh, Instruments. Oh, that's like three years ago. Did not see that. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be a trilogy, but he only they only did one movie. Because well, that's based off a book series, also, right? Yeah, that's based on the book series, also. And I actually liked the movie. I guess it just wasn't that appealing to a whole lot of people. Uh, from what I remember, it was that it was too. It was a really complicated world, and the movie didn't did it, didn't do a good job of explaining it to new viewers. Yeah, and it looked like they were on a really tight budget. That's probably why. They, that's probably why they tried to take shortcuts of explaining the story. Yeah, actually, and, might, might have been longer than three years. Cause I think our friend Twin. Uh, bit on that movie for us for us yeah it's time. been uh four and a half years ago it was like yeah. 2012 or something but uh yeah robert sheehan uh, he left misfits because he thought that he was gonna have a movie career because uh he was offered <laughs> so many of them and i i think his he thought that he was gonna get it with uh, immortal instruments but you know didn't work out yeah well especially when that's when marvel started like really showing that you know this is going to be a large franchise mm-hmm. so if any for other franchise starting up he want he probably want to get on the ground floor yeah that's true 
Um, no, but that one I'm excited because David Tennant looks really like intense in that in that trailer. Oh yeah, it, so, it kind of reminds that, you of um, when Jessica his, Jones. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Exactly. You took yeah. the words out of my mouth. Well, and it's the same. It's kind of it's the same kind of feel to it, like a mm-hmm. noir kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And also, I think he I think he was wearing his uh, his Doctor Who trench coat, if I remember right. Yeah, that's the kind of threw me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh doctor who but uh psychopath yes exactly there you go <laughs> yeah well, what else is on the list uh there's a few small ones so it's gotta be careful but there's the one deadpool 2 which yeah. we've talked about before mm-hmm. show dogs which i saw the trailer for before uh, ready player one mm-hmm. that was interesting yep uh solo star wars movie mm-hmm. or star wars story Adrift, this is with uh, Shailene Woodley. Yep. Ocean's 8, which we've talked about. Ocean's 8, yep. Incredibles 2. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Which, that one, they changed the name. Because I think it was just Sicario Soldado. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they so they added that one. Uh, when the, big, the biggest hit of the summer is going to be Uncle Drew. Yeah, I've been... Uh... Uh, I pre-ordered my tickets already, so. Yeah, I can't believe this. that. That's a freaking wasn't a Sprite commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people would uh, go see that movie, but yeah. Okay. Uh, do Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Hotel Transylvania Three, Skyscraper, which I thought already came out. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, it, uh, the 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 actual trailer. Looks really good. I uh, it takes place in Hong Kong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like they're trying to build like the biggest skyscraper in the world, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson is hired as security for that for that building, and shit hits the fan. Yep. Yeah. No, because he was promoting like crazy for Christmas. That's what I remember. He was like on I think, I think Fallon. Yeah. And he was promoting it, so I don't know. Maybe they pushed it back to the summer. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Teen Titans. No, Teen Titans. Teen Titans go to the movies. And this one surprised me because I thought we were we were guessing that was going to be a winter movie, but it turns out it's going to be a summer movie. Christopher Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it was going to be a Christmas uh, holiday movie, too. Yeah, yeah that one threw me off. Uh, Hustle. This is a new edition for Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. Slender Man, and the spy who dumped me. The spy who dumped me. Yeah, I saw the, that one. Yeah, this list is all over the place, dude. Yeah, this summer has been really weird. Uh, it's not really a whole uh summer of sequels. Uh huh. It's more of a summer of variety of things. <laughs> Pretty much, it, yeah. it seems like they're trying to throw stuff at fans to see what sticks, and then we're gonna get like the next three years set up. But I, I have noticed something though. Like, it seems like Hollywood is giving spring and late winter more of a chance now. Well, they they're trying to do uh they're trying to space it out more often because of the big movies that they have. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> and I think there's a lot of fear with other other uh, production companies or studios about releasing too close to star wars too close to a marvel movie something 
along those lines, or even too close to a Disney Pixar movie. True, that's true. Yeah, so I. Uh, yeah, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot a couple times in the past with you know uh, AAA movies, uh, two coming out at the same time, uh, especially big sequel movies. Well, and you would see that, especially around, say, 4th of July weekend, mm-hmm. a big movie would come out be- the weekend before, and then a big movie would come out the weekend of, and that's because the weekend before the movie was trying to get like the, the word of mouth going. Mm-hmm. So when the holiday came around, people wanted to see the first movie instead of the new one. Yeah, that's true. And realistically, you know, Hollywood should know better, and that, you know, everybody should... <laughs> Yeah, and everybody should make money together instead of, uh, uh, you know, putting one against the other and try to, you know, uh, fight the, against the spot of who's better that weekend. But the thing is, there's, always, there's only so much money to go around in the summer. Yeah. Although, uh, okay, so another thing too, before Ready Player One that I saw, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before off, off the mic, the summer movie... Fantasy or fantasy movie draft. What about it? That the like the app now there's an app for it. They're they're trying to make it a thing, and I think I even posted a story a, a, a Snapchat story saying we've been doing it for the last six years. <laughs> yeah, but uh, these guys have been doing it for the last two years. Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. No, but it's the the way I I defend it. It's it's fantasy football versus. Uh, what's it called? DraftKings. Yeah. Well, uh, but, have you tried this yet? I looked at the app. I I don't like the week the weekly stuff. Even for like fantasy f- football or whatever, I don't like doing the weekly thing. So, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, so I, I've tried it for the past three weeks because um, uh, Josias invited us. Uh, well, I don't know if he invited you, but he asked for my email. And, oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He, he sent me the email. Yeah. But I was kind of like, meh. Yeah, so I, I tried it out for probably about uh, three weeks now, and it, it's pretty interesting on on how they um, uh, give you points, and then you use those points for uh, big movies and small movies, kind of similar to what we do, but uh-huh. um, uh, you can also double up on uh, a movie. As yeah, long, so I can stack them. Yeah, you can stack your movies as long as you have points for them. So uh, every week, at the end of the week, you can see what other people um, did with their combinations, and you can see how people maximize their um, their scores by picking certain movies. Uh, I, I think that's a cool concept. Uh, that's kind of one of the uh, old concepts of what uh, they did with the TRS, Totally Rat Show. Um, uh-huh. But... Um, I don't know about the stacking. It, it it kind of throws things off because you know sometimes it's too obvious for certain movies to really hit, and you kind of know what's going on. So it's really hard to really pick something compared to fantasy football, where anything can happen. Well, and that's the thing. I don't like the stacking aspect of it because uh, again, I think of this as fantasy fantasy football. And in fantasy football, you can't pick the same player more than once. No. You can't yeah. have, like, oh, I'll have this quarterback three times. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just my my layout of you know, I, setting this up. Yeah, I only like, uh, like putting the rankings each week and just choosing the movie once. Because you never know. Sometimes yeah. 
people are into horror movies than a kid movie that week. Yeah, horror movies. Yeah. Oh, horror movies. Oh, my yeah. bad. But yeah, so our summer movie draft is in two weeks. Uh, people can check out the list at thetlc.com. It is a link in the post, mm-hmm. not embedded like I did for the, the the thing last year. Yeah. There was some, there was some confusion. I could get some messages on Instagram. <laughs> They're like, it's not in there. I'm like, it's there. <laughs> All right, Anton. I think you're about to explode. Okay. Because I know there's a few uh, things you really want to talk about. The hit movie, Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah, dude. So good, right? <laughs> You're like that's all I had to say. Yeah. So good. Yeah. No, so, I, I do want to talk. I do want to touch quick, quick on Tomb Raider though. Okay. Uh, did get to see it on Friday. Mm-hmm. You're right, dude. It it really really come, comes close to breaking the video the game video curse. game. Yeah, video game curse. It, honestly, if they had changed the name to something else, mm-hmm. it would have just been like an Indiana Jones movie. True. Yeah, exactly. Because like uh, the the puzzles seem very believable, and it's very uh, um, edge of the seat, you know. Um, especially the the one where in that where in there in spoilers where they're in that room where it's uh, all of the tiles are falling down. Yeah, yeah. You're you're like, oh, come on, hurry up and finish the puzzle. It's the green one. No, it's the red one. You know. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds you of that video game moment where. You're probably like two seconds away from dying, but you finally get that piece in, and you're like, "Oh yes, I think that's what it feels like in this movie." So. The there were a few really, let's say, obvious uh, video game moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, one being when she first got the bow and arrow, and she was stealthily going through the camp. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I know this mission." Yeah. <laughs> I hate those missions where they put you in the middle of uh, you know a bunch of uh, enemies. No, and the the person I went with, I kept telling him like, really, nobody's seen her. She's like laying under the bridge, and there's different <laughs> like there's different security guards posted throughout the camp. Mm-hmm. Yes, the person above her might not have seen her, but there's people on other sides that could have seen her. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just cringing. I'm like oh. Okay, so uh, what do you think about the pacing of the movie? Do you think they did a pretty good job, or do you think uh, it, it was slow, or it was just right? I think it was just right. Even just like her her origin story kind of part of it, the first, say, I, I would say the first half hour. Yeah, like the bike race scene. The bike race. Oh, dude, the bike race. <laughs> I, I know I'm old. Mm-hmm. When, as cool as that was, my first instinct was, Oh, that's just vandalizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I can I just imagine how like how much shit talk I'd be doing like if I was driving through the road and there's just like random paint streaks all over the place. Yeah. So before going into that movie, did you have that same feeling where I did when uh, I watched the trailers where I'm like, dude, I think she's so cheesy. But when you watch the movie, it's like, oh, okay. I. Didn't, but I think because I didn't really see that many Tomb Raider trailers. Or okay. at least I was seeing the same one over and over again. I didn't mm-hmm. see much variety, and it yeah. was the one. It was it was always the one that ended with her jumping off the boat during the storm. Yeah. So how how do you feel about the the scene where she's um 
uh, tied up, but she's jumping through the jungle and onto a abandoned plane. How do oh, you feel dude. about that scene? Uh, it reminded me of another movie. I can't remember which one it was, but it's kind of like, really? She yeah. can't catch a break? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think I think Alicia did a good job of like conveying that in her mm-hmm. face like when she's on the wing. Yeah. And she kind of just like sees it and goes, are you freaking serious? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that... Uh, uh, did you see with like uh, a little bit of audience in, in the crowd or... Oh no! That yeah, that one was full. Oh that, wow! Really? Yeah. Well, because this is what happened. So, uh, I went, and there was a lot of people going to see. Uh, Ready uh, to play one? No, 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 no. Uh, as a Catholic, I'm failing right now. Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle. Mm-hmm. See again, as a Catholic, I'm failing because it's Easter weekend. Yep. So a lot of Christians and Catholics are going to go see it. Mm-hmm. And I guess it sold out. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of, I guess people started like switching over to other movies. And I got one of the last two seats that were together in the section, in a good section. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how yours are set up, but the G H, well, the G section, mm-hmm. the G row. Yeah. That one. Other than that, the only other seats available were like, three or four scattered throughout the theater and then the first first row right in front of the theater screen i think anything from g all the way through l is good oh like before that like that walking section yeah 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 no yeah no g's i like it because i feel like i'm right at screen level Mm -hmm. so i just look straight i'm not really tilting my head up and down yep exactly yeah so that's usually my go-to but you're right yeah I maybe I'll go row down or row up. Okay. But yeah, so that's so yeah, completely full theater for that one. And everybody was just kind of like like you can tell people were invested in the, in the movie and and uh Laura Croft. Yeah. Okay, so you you saw quite a bit of uh trailers for Rampage with uh um Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh-huh. What do you think about the trailers of Rampage so far from what you've seen? Ah, uh, dude, it's I've been up and down on this movie. Mm-hmm. The first, the very first trailer I ever saw, I was just kind of like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, it was a Super Bowl one, right? That that one's kind of whatever. Was it Super Bowl? I felt before it. Maybe Super Bowl. You're right. Yeah, but but the... yeah, so I was like, really? They made a trailer? Like they made a movie about this? Yeah. Did you see the new trailer? Uh, which one was that one? The one where um, I think uh, the gorilla was making fun of that guy who was scared and almost pissed his pants or something. Yeah, it's kind of like the Super One, but a little bit more extended. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, so that trailer actually makes it look a little better. Like some, something that you're like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. Which I, I agree. It's mm-hmm. Again, it's not going to be a, 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 an amazing movie, <laughs> but it might be entertaining. Yeah, but what happens and, if it's good? Because if it's good, that means it's going to break the video game curse, too, because this is based on a video game. Well, arcade game, yeah. but yeah. No, I don't think this is going to break the video game curse. Damn it. Because <laughs> there, there's, so there's so much of it that's like kind of you just have to accept because it's in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, the wolf, 
I think there's even a part in the movie where the, where the rock says, "Oh, of course the wolf flies." Yeah. <laughs> uh, the crocodile. Um, I don't know, and it's funny because being the rock and the level of like jokes that they're they're trying to make, even the even the really bad sidekick joke, when like they're trying to find somebody, goes, "Oh, we found her." Oh, sorry, I lied. She found us. Like that joke. Yeah. That's really like land. okay. No, it doesn't really land, and I think that's what they put in the trailer because they're like just throw it away. Um, <laughs> it's probably yeah, not you know, even in the movie. They probably cut that scene out. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> I hate when they do that because there's times I'm waiting for the whole movie to see a special scene that is not there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that level of cheesiness makes you think it's more for kids or families. But there is that one scene where the damn crocodile bites. A plane, and you see the cock the cockpit, and you see the pilot inside the cockpit, blowing up and getting eaten. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, who's this for? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be. Uh, is this part of our movie draft? Let me see. Uh, revenge. It's not part of it. Okay. Nope. So I would say. And this is me just trying to warm up for a draft. It's not going to make more than 40, 40 million. I don't know. I would defer. Just I, I don't know what the actual date is, but I think it's probably a good time for it to uh, be in theaters. It's coming out the week, actually, uh, the 13th. 13th? Okay. So this is what, the week before... <laughs> yeah. It's the week before uh, Civil War, dude. Oh, not Civil War. Uh, uh, Infinity War. Oh, for Rampage? Yeah. Because doesn't Infinity War come out the 20th? Or oh, 27th? Rampage is coming out soon? I didn't know it's that. Com- it was com- it's coming out 13th. Oh, wow. That's so, really soon. Yeah, so two weeks from now. Less than two weeks. Oh crap! It's by the same guy who did uh, San Andreas and uh, Journey Two. I thought you knew that. Oh yeah, I did even, know that. <laughs> even even the poster. Look at the poster. It's yeah. the same background as San Andreas. It's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's bad. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, you know, it's gonna be inter- It might be entertaining. It's not gonna be a classic movie. Mm-hmm. All right, enough of these. Uh, all right, right B-rated movies. I've, yeah, I've I've teased you long enough. You can geek out now. All right, spoiler time. Well, we've been in spoiler territory. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll let you start. Okay, first off, amazing soundtrack. It gives you that that eighties, nineties nostalgia. I, I every time like the a new song started playing, I just kind of like, like, gleed in my seat. I'm like, ee! yeah. Okay, so here's like, the thing. Ben Halen. <laughs> <laughs> they they had this screening in Houston. Actually, no, sorry, not Houston. In Austin, I think we talked about it. The sound was so loud for the action scene. It was the climactic scene uh, that we've seen. Mm-hmm. It was so loud it blew the speakers. And it, they had to reset 
probably three times because every time they got to that scene, it keep blowing out the speakers. And this is the first time they've ever showed this movie uh, with the cast. And this is probably the first time the cast has ever seen the movie also, too. Mm -hmm. And um, I see a lot of people talking about it on Twitter and on some videos uh, where uh, during that climactic scene when there's no sound, you hear, uh, you know, all of the the people in the theater going, ah, you know, when they're running through that uh, um, that area where uh, everybody's. Yeah, the, the, the epic battle. Yeah, the whole horde of people coming and, you know, everybody in the theater is trying to make their own sound effects. That's how. Uh, how much into it that they are for that screening and uh yeah dude that's crazy the sound effects oh my god but i do some of them you really had to pay attention to um they kept sneaking in the the back to the future chime yeah uh there's a few other ones that they kept throwing in there there's a lot of steven spielberg like inside references yeah well, he tried to not put any of his uh, uh, references in the movie, but a lot of the uh, designers for the characters and the CGI and everything, they always sneak in a lot of things. And uh, one of the things that they kept putting in that Steven tried to get rid of is gremlins. They're oh, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even when he signed for the final... Um, cut of the movie he watched it again and he's like oh damn it who the hell put gremlins in here when i said no gremlins but he already signed uh signed for it yeah no there's yeah. so much references in there and we've covered a lot of them like tracer from overwatch um randomly hello kitty and some of the other like the people uh characters from that world yeah that's maru and uh Kuropi. All right, so let, let's let's get into the movie. Um, so, uh, the very first part of the intro uh, between uh, Wade in the real world and the virtual world. How did you think? Um, how did you feel about how they introduced that to the audience? So the way they introduced it. First off, the the book and the movie completely different. Oh yeah, of course. Right off the bat, uh, they Not... changed so many things. Uh, I think the only thing that they kept is the core, where um, the concept the, of it. Yeah, the concept of it, where they find the keys, um, and then they try to get the egg. And yeah, of like course, the... they're fighting against bad guys. Yeah, like the clues, the where the keys are. Like that's not even close to where they were in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, so I understand they're trying to introduce it in a different way because you know books and movies explain things a little bit differently mm -hmm. but i think they i think it transitioned well i think it i think they did a good job of uh doing a quick exposition at the beginning mm -hmm. you know showing people doing the stuff in their house while while in vr yeah uh you can see like the lady trying to do pole dancing which is kind of you know disturbing because she's you know eh. um yeah. but also you get to see like you know what the world was really like in the future like this guy was getting a, a pizza delivery from Pizza Hut with a drone. I can see that happening, you know, in the future. I mean, we already got Chipotle deliveries with a drone in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, is that uh, still going on, or was that just a publicity thing? I think it was a publicity thing, but uh, who knows? Uh, probably still testing it out. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, so I, so when you see a drone pass by, you're like, shoot it down, free burgers, <laughs> or you know, oh my god, free burritos. I see. So yeah, that's the thing. I'm sure it probably takes a couple snapshots after it gets shot down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but besides, I, th- I think the characters they're amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Percival, a little older than I would have thought for the book. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, he did a great job. Uh, Ty is it Ty Sheridan? Yeah, Sheridan? Ty, Ty Sheridan. Yep. Uh, Olivia Cook did a good job, which mm-hmm. threw me off because her last name in the book is also Cook. Yeah, Samantha. Cook. So Samantha Cook, played by Olivia Cook, who reminds me of Sarah Lee Cook. Yeah. <laughs> so, a lot okay. of cooks in the kitchen there. Yep, a lot of, lot of cooks. So, uh, what did you think about the introduction to the Oasis? That's the part that I think it it needed more. It needed more time. Yeah, but it showed uh, quite a lot. It showed I mean, a lot of scenes I mean, in there. Yeah, if it slowed down a little bit more, then you can understand. But I mean, they're they're trying to get everything in uh, less than like three minutes, so you can understand what's going on, especially for people who haven't read the book before or read the book before. Yeah, so, and there's a lot of popular games too in the beginning. I'm yeah, trying to remember that first one I saw. Uh, Minecraft. Minecraft, yes, that yeah. was bulk, and especially because they had that big sign, Minecraft World. Yeah, Minecraft World. And I think they had, you know, uh, it, it kind of looked like Legos because it, it was Minecraft. But uh, they also had, like, uh, snowboarding, probably SSX from uh, PlayStation games. Uh, they also had surfing. I don't know if that's from, but I, I guess it's just a Vacation World. Yeah, just casino. Vacation World. Yeah, but, you know, I, I think that's a good introduction because it tells you that, you know, in this world you can do anything you want, be anywhere you want, and, uh, you know, just escape from the real world uh yeah they also took out a lot of how you travel in the in that world mm-hmm. well we'll uh, get they, we'll get we'll get to the book stuff because i mean there's so much stuff that we can reference between the two yeah uh, but uh i guess should we get to the book stuff at the end or should we just go as is i say let's cover our favorite stuff and then we'll get to the book stuff because i think the book stuff is probably gonna have a lot of the things we didn't like or yeah. we missed. Yeah. Okay, so after the introduction, uh how okay, the racing scene. Did you like it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Uh there's parts of it I loved. Mm-hmm. There's a I mean the T Rex from Jurassic Park finally uh-huh. made its appearance. Yep. Uh Kong was kinda cool, more interactive than that, you know, than him just smashing. It seems like he actually had some sort of intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> but the part I didn't like is it just seemed too chaotic to keep track of everything. Yeah. Um I watched it twice and dude that scene you can watch over and over again. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very intense. But every time you start watching again you get the hang of it so you get to see like uh things that that you haven't seen before because so much stuff is happening at once uh, during that racing scene uh stuff blowing up stuff crashing against each other uh characters everywhere and references everywhere Mm -hmm. uh i think the first time watching it it is a little chaotic but it kind of shows you how crazy this race is and how crazy people want to uh win this race to uh, get to the Easter egg. Well, part of it just seems like luck of the draw. Also, mm-hmm, true. 
Uh, it it almost reminded me of, and again, we're we're gonna go back to our own personal video game experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. When if you, if you drop into the same area where like half the people dropped into the, the same town, yeah, it's gonna be luck of the draw. So you're you're either gonna get a good weapon and def- able to defend yourself, or you're gonna die. Yeah, true. And uh, you know what the the character design for. All of these um, characters are amazing. Like, um, yes, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it's wrong to say, but uh, I think uh, Artemis's uh, character is pretty, uh, pretty hot for a is video it, game character. Yeah, is it me or did she seem very inspired by uh, Avatar? I think so, because just the eyes and the facial structure reminded me of it. Yeah, the eyes are are, are as big as uh, the Avatar eyes. Yeah, so, but yeah, no, I mean, it, and I think that goes with the, the great voice acting that those actors did, because mm-hmm. yep. it, it, it's one thing to do, to be an actor, and one thing to be a voice actor, but to do both within the same movie, they did a great job. Yeah. Um, Olivia Cook, I, she has an amazing voice, I can easily see her doing other voice, voice acting gigs. Oh, yeah. On of top course. of, on top of regular acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, the racing scene, I actually loved it, uh, because watching it twice, it, it really hit me the second time. Um, how did you feel about the way that they found the keys? Um, like, you know, uh, I think it's kind of cool that, you know, they have, uh, Halliday's journal, um, place that you can actually go to and then rewatch, like, you know, uh, moments of Halliday's, uh, life. How did you I, feel about that? Which I think that was no, it was presented different, differently in the book. Um, no, I I liked it. It, it was I mean visually, it was awesome. Yeah, uh, the ability to like, you know, play rewind. Yeah, yeah, rewind. Even just the way they tilt cameras like that. Yeah, there's a lot of questions in my mind, like how are you able to tilt the camera if it's a standstill camera? But okay, um, and oh. also creepy oh. for some of the scenes. Yeah. Did did you know how they did that? What? He had twelve like a bunch of cameras lined up and they were all shooting simultane- simultaneously and they kept switching up cameras uh in the computer to make it look like uh it's moving around. No no, I'm saying I'm saying the premise. The oh, okay. the premise of it's up like if it, if that's a security camera, yeah, which is usually just one camera, how can they how can they rotate and stuff like that? But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you're right. You're like the whole enhance, zoom in. What's he looking at? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's done before in movies. And uh, I saw a couple of interviews where they talked about that scene. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, it's one of those things where Steven Spielberg went on a vacation and he came back and he came up with that idea during the vacation. That's why he takes so many vacations. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but yeah, I, I did <laughs> like that. That that was a very different way of displaying data mm-hmm. so I, honestly i was scared that there, a lot of stuff is going to be him pulling up a, a reference book in the library and then having a flashback to that yeah so let's talk about uh, mark ryland as james halliday i thought he was amazing I, I mean it felt like he was a garth from um wayne's world but i really liked it it was saying garth it was more and that was the other aspect too. I was kind of scared of how they're going to portray him. Mm-hmm. 
because you can easily see people getting pissed off about how they portray geeks or nerds. Mm-hmm. In this case, it almost seemed like he was a little bit on the autism spectrum. Uh huh. So, and I think they they did a good job of it because it yeah. wasn't that it wasn't that he he was a a geek or a nerd. He was just trying to, you know, do what he enjoyed doing. Yep. Um, also, I was a little disappointed because I was kind of picturing uh, a Steve Wozniak as I, a, a holiday. I, 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 okay, so I think they kind of switched things around because of... Um, uh, I think it was kind of a reference between Woz and, uh, and Jobs. Like, uh, one was more of a business person which is jobs and mm-hmm. one is more of a brains which is was and i think the only thing is they switched some things around with with uh, um, the characters uh with different traits and it kind of uh okay so holiday is the only one that stayed in the company mm-hmm. and he kicked uh the business guy out of it yeah ogden Mor- morrow uh ogden morrow uh Played by Simon Pegg. Yep, played by Simon Pegg. And, you know, in our real world, it's Jobs who is the business guy and kept doing business, and Waz just quit instead of continuing to be the brains. Right. So it's kind of opposite. But he's still got the paycheck, though. Yeah. No, you're right. But I'm saying, like, like visually in the book, that's like, I I kind of envision a Wozniak. Mm -hmm. Or at least more like a fatherly figure. For a holiday. Yeah. Holiday. Sure. Alright, so uh the way that he the way that um Wade got his clue was kinda like, okay, that's pretty cool. But how do you feel about the way that he got the key? Like he had to go backwards really fast. What do you think what what do you think about that uh that clue that he got and how he executed it? Uh that one I was the thing is, I I think I want to speak to somebody that did not read the book mm-hmm. and see how they how their thoughts or how they interpreted that like those uh the key and the clues because I think part of the movie is they didn't do a good enough job of really referencing you know what the clue was what the key was and stuff like that mm-hmm. I think like they they mentioned the clue once and you don't hear about it again until somebody figures out the clue yeah. True. Uh, that, that's actually really true. Um, but overall, I, I think the scene for him getting the key was pretty cool. But oh, uh, yeah, which we saw in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, which we saw in the trailer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I kind of thought it was a, a little weak, though. I, I, I do give you that. That it's. Yeah, but I mean, the action scene kind of overlaps that and makes it okay yeah no i'm saying visually it's 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 great uh i mean you're getting to see all their characters drive in finish up the race their little dance victory dance yeah and i guess it's pretty much a showcase of uh how good steven spielberg is uh doing a chase scene that too yeah yeah yeah, because it, it, it's kind of like an homage to uh, Jurassic Park when uh, the T-Rex is uh, chasing that Jeep. Also, a little weird that in a virtual world, there would still be lifts and trap doors 
underneath a track. How else would you do it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> just spawn them. Just spawn yeah. them in. Yep. No. All right. So uh, besides that one, uh, I guess the the next scene would be the the dancing scene, the club scene. Okay, the dancing scene, which I thought was going to be only kind of an, uh, <clears throat> an exhibit of all the characters that they, they managed to get licensed for, mm-hmm. turned out to be one of my favorite scenes. Because visually, I I can't imagine trying to direct something like that. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, da- like moving moving in three dimensions. And also, like, her her dress... If like the 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 slight differences as the scene goes on, you know one scene is very flowy. Uh, when they're in the air, it almost like has like a trail to it, like she's a rocket or something like that. Yeah. And then when they turn on the the disco music and start doing disco, they turn into uh like pants, like the like the disco pants for women. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Bell bottom, bell bottoms. There you go. Mm-hmm. They're like smart pants. Yes. From the depending on what you need them for, they'll change for you. <laughs> yeah we we need those so on hot days it just turns into shorts uh true but yeah. i don't know you're like oh i didn't shave my legs today <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh this scene has um i rock uh, trying to uh, assassinate wade i guess played by tj miller yeah tj miller Oh, how, what do you think about T.J. Miller and his uh, jokes? You know what? I didn't know it was him until after the movie because I was like, I, I I heard the voice. I was like, who is that? Even his delivery of his jokes, very like sarcastic or like side side. Uh, how how put it? Just kind of like snarky remarks. Mm-hmm. I was like, who is that? But yeah, he he did a great job of being an elite gamer. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a lot of those uh, video gamers that we uh, meet online every now and then. Yeah, just yeah. just the ones that, that think they're all tough because they played, like you know, they they've unlocked so much of the stuff or whatever. Yep. Even even one of his points saying, "I can't, I can't get zeroed out. I have yep. about three three years. Oh no, ten yeah, years. Three years, ten years worth of stuff in me within me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so overall, I, I, I thought it was a great addition. I mean, uh, I, I Rock was a totally different character in the book, but um, yeah, I, I think, he, you know, he, he does give uh, a little bit of a um, an edge for the sarcastic uh, comedy to it, too. Very um, uh, Doctor Doom. Yeah, very. Uh, there was... Uh, okay, so... In that scene, IOI comes in and tries to kill Wade. And right when Wade is trapped and about to die, because mm-hmm. um, IROC basically shot something at him, he got stuck to the wall. Uh, Wade takes out the Zemeckis cube, which is probably one of the coolest references in the movie by far. Um, which is, uh, you know, Robert Zemeckis, right? Mm-hmm um back to the future director um and that cube when it's solved you can go back 60 seconds 
which is kind of like Back to the Future. And I think that's probably one of the coolest references uh, in that scene. Uh, the people that um, were in my showing love that scene. Uh, you can hear everybody gra- like you know laughing like, oh, that's freaking awesome. You know, everything's going backwards and then they escape. So I thought well, that was pretty cool. The, the cube itself is cool, but mm-hmm. there's two things that bug me. Okay. That he solved he solved the puzzle that quickly to use the cube. Yeah, and that and this is something that that uh, Artemis slash Samantha pointed out. Why did you wait until now to use it? <laughs> or they wouldn't have that awesome scene. <laughs> no, but I'm saying though, like yeah. realistically, like why yeah. did you wait that long? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, so the next part was the shining. Oh my god! This is this is actually my my the most favorite humor scene. Yeah, I think this is by far one of the craziest uh, parts of this movie. I think this is probably one of the biggest highlight of the movie, where the whole audience goes, "Whoa, no well, way!" You know. Well, this is actually one of the few parts of the movie that strayed from the book, but gives you a good understanding of what that world would be like. Yeah. Because in the in the book it talks about like oh, that you know going inside your favorite shows movies or yeah. books, and so this one is a different movie than what's inside the book, but it's it gives you a really intense like would you would there really be as many horror fans mm-hmm. if watching a horror movie meant being inside of it? Yeah, it's so crazy. Like uh, uh, especially when they get to that uh, theater that was showing The Shining. And then they open the doors, and right when they open the door, you're inside the shining. Yep. You're basically inside the lobby. You know, the audience in in your showing probably said, "Whoa!" Oh, there was a lot of like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, and then like just laughing and stuff. Yeah, Lena yeah. Waithe, who plays a uh, H, uh, who's amazing in uh, Master of None. Yeah, amazing writer and act- actress. Yeah, slash like comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the voice acting was so great in this one. Yeah, uh, I makes me wonder if it's if it's some um some uh facial facial capture or what are they called motion capture. Uh, motion capture, but there's no one specifically for the face. Motion capture for the face. All right, All right. <laughs> for the face. <laughs> Parenthesis for the face. Yeah. Yeah, this one it's hilarious. <laughs> Just like them freaking out, like, oh, hello, little girl. Like, pretty much, she's so clueless about what's going on. But the whole, even the audience knew, yeah, the shining. Especially, and like, as- yeah, especially when the ball go- rolls uh, to H, everyone in the audience is like, no, 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 no. And he starts going down to the, uh, the, the corridor down the hallway. And especially when they see what? The twins. Yeah, the twins. Oh, my God. No, yeah, the the yeah, that's when the fans. I think when the audience got more into it, like when the mall came in, yeah, because I I think there was some fear that this is actually be a scary scene, yeah. But instead, when they saw the twins and in, in uh, H's reaction of "Hey, girls, do you not like cl- like clearly oblivious about the movie, yeah, not knowing what's about to happen," the audience <laughs> kind of went, "Okay, they're gonna make fun of the movie. They're not gonna like it's not gonna be in a serious take on the movie, yeah." But, I mean, it, it was seriously as uh, it gets for that scene. I had this lady that was sitting in uh, a row in front of me that said, No, no. 
<laughs> also, also, what was this? What was, what was it rated? What was this movie rated? It was rated R. There was a lot of nudity and everything in it too. No, no, The Shining. But I'm saying the Ready Player One, PG thirteen. Oh, PG thirteen. So yeah. you're allowed to say "fuck" one time and then "shit" a bunch of times, which is so weird from the uh, the MPAA. Yeah. Uh, no, but <laughs> I was just saying like that that scene with the the woman in the hot in the hot tub in the tub getting out. Yeah. Hello, or, uh, old lady. Yeah, we're uh, H- naked lady. H- yeah, H is like, oh, sorry, sorry to disturb you. I know how much uh, clean, like how hygiene is important, <laughs> and like the girl starts putting her hands all over her, and she goes, "All right, I'll go with it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that scene was uh, with H is probably, I don't know, co- comedy gold. It, I, I think that that's also something that really shows how uh, Steven Spielberg likes to have fun with his movies. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, uh, also, and, really good placement of H to block the nudity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I think we saw Jack a couple times, uh, but we didn't really get to see him. We just see you know him hammering uh, through the wall, uh, and also that uh, that maze scene was pretty uh, pretty good too. And I, I think the thing that made this scene perfect is because H has never seen this movie before. Yes. So everything was like unexpected. Like I didn't know what was going on and when it did happen it's like what do I do? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it was a good roller coaster ride. Uh-huh. A little uh, a little bit different than the pacing that was like a couple minutes before that. Yeah. So it was a nice little break. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so we'll skip uh pretty much the second key. Uh I mean, it was kind of weak on how they got the second key, but I mean, it's cool that you know it, it's the story between uh holiday and how uh that scene was very important to him but i yeah. mean it's good for the sense of understanding the the storyline the plot line but mm-hmm. uh the way to get the key eh. um uh, so we'll go ahead and skip that okay so we'll move ahead to the big climactic scene the epic battle yeah, the epic battle. What so, did you think? Did it meet your expectations? That speech at the beginning was... Uh, I know what they were going for. I didn't feel that speech, necessarily. Mainly because I think they didn't do... The movie itself didn't do a good enough job about showing how much people invest in this. Mm-hmm. In, their, in their personal lives. But th- just that, that scene once the battle starts... I got excited because I knew I was like, oh my god, I gotta start looking around to all the characters. Who am I gonna spot? Who am I gonna spot? <laughs> There's a few. You got, you, you got your battle toads. A lot of them we talked about. The Spartans. Uh, I saw Spawn in there. I saw Spawn. Yeah, Spawn. Uh, we we see our Spartans from Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see uh, Chucky's a weapon. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. What did you think about that? That was freaking hilarious because I thought from the trailer I thought Chucky was a character. Yeah, same. And then and then there's a scene or part of the H, scene where H, H was like, "Hey, uh, use this." Yeah, use this and, thing. Not explain what it is. Also, yeah. cut to uh, Wade in the Oasis with like trying to hold the Chucky doll with the Chucky doll trying to stab his face. <laughs> yeah, and then you see Artemis punching Chucky in the face a couple of times, and then By she's the like, way, "Throw this thing, chuck it somewhere." Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, by the way, they did a good job of like not showing a lot of death by mm-hmm. as soon as something happened, they cut to the real world where the Sixers are in their rigs. And you see them just turn red, meaning that their characters died. Yeah, dude, I thought that is uh, probably one of the best ways to show how uh, how much of an impact of each death scene is. Yeah, it, it's just which is true though, because mm-hmm. after every weapon use, you see like, okay, it took out five people, it took yeah. out four people. It's kind of cool. Like uh, there was a scene where they uh, used the railgun. Uh, I guess uh, the railgun is from um, Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, so they sh- uh, they shoot the railgun, and you see like a row of people just turn red in that uh, war war room. Well, and that was a buildup. That yeah. was a, like, little by little. That was a buildup to the bigger weapons, or when uh, Mech Godzilla got like fell down and crushed his own people. Yeah, <laughs> you see like, the entire fun. section of it. Yeah, you see yeah. the entire section of it just turn red. Yeah. Um. Iron Giant, oh my god, I love Iron Giant, and I think oh, this movie does a lot of justice for Iron Giant because that last the battle, scene. yeah, that battle scene is is ridiculously good, and uh, I felt the same way with Gundam too. Um, I, I felt like Gundam was a little, um, a little underplayed because yes. of how many seconds, uh. uh Daito was allowed to uh, use um, Gundam. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I, I, the scene that they had with Gundam was... Oh my god. It, this is what you've been waiting for. Like, a good live-action Gundam movie. And I think this is probably a, a glimpse of what's to come if they ever do make one. Either live-action or or 3D. Mm-hmm. Or, like, 3D animated. Because that, yeah, that looked really good. Yeah, and and the thing that I'm I'm really happy about is you know uh, you really get to know that there are a lot of Gundam fans out there, especially in the theater when you're watching and you hear some guy go, "Yes, yes." <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think because that's also because that's because one of, that's one of the not one of the original ones, but one of the ones that 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 was really popular from the old series, mm-hmm. old series. Yeah. Because that was what ninety five, ninety seven. Oh yeah, it's old. <laughs> it, it was so old that uh, it didn't even air in America yet, and I used to call it Gundam. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the, I think I started watching it on uh, Adult Swim, and I was yeah. like, oh, "I'm watching Gundam." Oh, I mean Gundam. Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they say Gundam. You're like, no, no, no it's Gundam. I'm like, all right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I I there's so much going on in that scene. I I got excited. I was trying to identify some of the tanks and uh-huh. mechs, but um, I couldn't. The mech armor from uh from um a lot of the old Windows games that we used to play. Okay. Um I thought I saw tribes, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not no, so oh, sure. but you did see the. I mean, not in that scene, but on Planet <laughs> Doom, uh, the 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 Starcraft soldier, the Marine. Yeah, yep, you saw the Marine. He he, yeah. he he had a lot of screen time. He did. Yeah, but also shows you how dangerous it is playing it is playing that game in your houses. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, 
I thought that scene was amazing. Uh, the the part where the Iron Giant falls into that uh, lava pit. Yeah, that's the part I was talking about. Yeah. That's the part that I was like, like, oh my god, all the Iron Giant fans are going to be crazy about this this scene right here. Yeah. Because they didn't blow it up. They didn't blow him up. They they sent him in a sad, slow farewell. Yeah, but it wasn't just a sad farewell. It kind of uh, made it up by doing a, a thumbs up. That's like uh, it's cool, bro. Yeah, which was a reference to Terminator Two. Yes, <laughs> as he's sinking into the the molten iron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, Anton. So that last game, I know that the biggest one in the book was Joust. Joust, yeah, Joust. I, I really I think thought uh, Adventurer was was a, a pretty big one too. They referenced that quite a bit in the. In no, the I I know, but I think I was waiting for Joust to be the last game in the movie because it was such mm-hmm. a big part of the book. Yeah. Even after the first clue and then all that stuff and how much time he spent researching it, it was about Joust. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of hoping that that'd be the last game as a little last reference, but nope, it was Adventure. Yeah. Which personally, I never played. It was uh, on the Atari 2600, so it's quite some time ago. A little bit. No, but there's, there was also emulators, too. So yeah. I, I tried some of the old Atari games on emulators. But yeah, that's one I haven't played, played before. I think the last Atari game that I actually played on the on that console was the E.T. game. Because I was so into E.T. And, oh, my God. And I, I tried playing it when I was like probably like two years old. No. And I don't think I even know how to play it. That's the only time that I ever touched uh, the Atari no. 2600. Here's a little secret. That's on. Nobody knows how to play it. Yeah. It is the biggest. It, it is the biggest fail for Atari for that yeah. game. Yeah. That's what I found out uh, years later on uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's no. There's no way to beat it. There's no. <laughs> there's no real explanation. Uh. Some of the. Some of the. Eff- not effects. Some of the characters or drawings or whatever yeah they they, they can't even tell what they are <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like that's, one, that's one of the worst atari games ever probably worst video game ever yeah so uh how did your audience react to uh everybody dying in, in the very end of uh uh this scene there was a lot of gasp and i think that's what i was saying that they're building up showing how people look when they die in the battle room when they mm-hmm. like they would turn red. Yeah. So when that wave of doom came across the battlefield, and I wonder how far it went because it seemed like it. it no, I, it's I only that it went planet. off the planet. It's only that planet. Only that planet. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Because uh, second time watching the movie, uh, when uh, Wade and his uh, buddy H go into that place where they were shopping for uh, gear. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, what is that? Oh, that that takes out everything, uh, everybody that that is on one specific planet. It'll wipe out everybody on there. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Including okay. their avatar, and it'll zero out everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of gold laying around that map then. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that part, uh, the, I knew they were building up something when they were showing like, how to turn people red. So when that bomb went off and the wave of doom started coming across, you see just the whole red battle ground or uh, battle room just go across the room mm-hmm. everybody's got zeroed out yeah 
how do you how piss? Did, yeah. So how, how did your audience uh, uh, react to that that scene? It was a that's what I'm saying. It was a gasp. Yeah. When we saw like how much destruction there was, mm-hmm. a lot of people in the audience were like gasping. Yeah. I think uh, 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 for the screening that I went to, uh, people were like, oh, damn. But like, it was only like one or two guys because those guys are the ones that never read the book. And mm-hmm. then uh, when I went to see it the second time at the movie theater, a lot more people were gasping and going, oh, no, um, because I guess a lot of those people didn't read the book. But uh, I guess, you know, that that tells you how much they were really into the movie. Um but that scene when everything's all calm and then you see uh when you see Wade coming out of like a, a fog or something. Yeah. Uh did your audience go what? No, that part they're more silent. Yeah. But I think cuz they were kind of waiting to see what the hell's going on mm-hmm. with the explanation. Yeah. But I guess the Eureka moment was uh when he took out the coin. Yeah. Yeah. And do you want to explain where that coin came from? Can we talk about that or do you want to say up to the end? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. So uh, we'll, we'll reference it uh, on how different it is later um, and we'll compare it to the book. Yeah, so during the movie, uh, that coin was received by the curator, which is the guy that uh, is at the journals, the Halliday journals. Yeah. Um, and I guess he lost a bet to Wade about uh, having um, Kira reference only once yeah. uh, in the whole entire uh, archive. Yeah, so little did Wade knew uh, that coin was pretty much a extra life. And that's what yeah. brought him back to life. And I guess a lot of people didn't see that coming. It was kind of foreshadowed for a lot of people. And uh, for people that already knew that from reading the book kind of already knew that was coming but it was good to see an experience because for someone who already read the book and seeing other people gasp it kind of gives you that uh, moment where you're like oh i know what's gonna happen next but i, I want to see what you think you know kind of feel man your fiance must love you <laughs> <laughs> um she didn't read the book right uh she actually you know what uh, i had to tell her every single thing because uh, when I was reading it, um, I mean the book's not a, a great read, but you know the the story is great, and I love the yeah, story. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, after every two chapters, I'll be like, "Oh my god, you can't believe what happened in this last two chapters." So I would tell <laughs> so her she, what's going on. So she read it through you. Yeah. <laughs> you were her. You were her audible book. Yeah. Uh, no, but like I knew something was going on with the curator because. It seems weird that a, a that a, a AI not AI yeah uh, AI. NPC NPC mm-hmm. would take a bet and have that kind of ego or I don't know like that that kind of that kind of interaction. Well, it is twenty forty five. AI has advanced, but to to the point that it has a. a uh, ego <laughs> yeah i mean you, you can see know. it in, in this uh new video that uh will smith that just posted yeah yeah with sophia the robot uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> still uh yeah. it's pre-programmed mm-hmm. okay anton so the the final scene mm-hmm. with the egg mm-hmm. 
how did you interpret that the, when they're in they're in uh in Halliday's room? Oh, uh, are you talking about the 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 flashback between uh them being in the car or just that scene in general? That scene in general. Okay. Uh, I thought that was a pretty funny scene uh, because uh, he was referencing that he uh, had this kid sitting in this room playing video games and he just left him there because he wanted to leave him there just to play video games. Well, that, no, that was him. That was his younger self. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, but I, I also thought that... Um, Having that button on the wall and shutting everything down was a pretty big responsibility. And I think that scene was very important to people uh, to let them know that, you know, this game is not just a game. It's based on people's lives. So if he was able to press that button and shut down everything, I don't know what people would actually do. (laughs) Well, the other part, too, is... This show, there, there was some unspoken assumption about what Halliday was. It, okay, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess a lot of people would think that he's a, a NPC or just an AI. But I guess in a way, from what I think, is that he uploaded his brain mm-hmm. into the computer or a server or something. Yeah, cuz and that's kind of the the single one of the singularities when it comes to technology is the point where humans are able to shed their human self and live forever in a virtual world. Mm-hmm. Or or through like the like through computers and and code. So, <clears throat> one of the problems is the human mind is so much data like terabytes and terabytes on top of terabytes of data. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, if you created something that can have multiple planets with as an incredible level of detail, it's a safe bet that you have enough storage space to upload your consciousness. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what he's living through his creation. He's, he's, He's not dead. His body's dead, but he's still alive. Yeah. Because that that interaction was kind of weird. Like you, to the point where even uh, Wade was like, "So what are you?" <laughs> yeah. And I think that kind of sets up, you know, maybe the next movie. Maybe uh, there's something going on with the IOI hacking the system. Oh, okay. you have, you have to save the the holiday. Halliday, uh, consciousness. Yeah, I think that's uh, probably what the next one's gonna be about. I don't know. I'm kind of curious about what the production budget was for this movie for uh, just the licensing. Oh, uh, they actually just wrote letters and people said yes. Really? Yeah. Easy. All e- right. Even Star Wars said you can use whatever you want, but they chose not to because it's such a big pop culture thing that they didn't just want to make it where. Uh, people go, oh, okay. Uh, they paid a lot of money for that, or uh, they they got paid to put that in there. That's fine. The the Gundam had its blade. <clears throat> That's oh, yeah. kind of like a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So let me let me talk about overall what I thought about this movie, and then we'll get into like uh, the difference between the book 
<clears throat> okay. I love this movie. I had lots of fun with it. I thought that Steven Spielberg really brings the inner child out of you when you're watching something like this. And uh, it kind of reminds me of watching uh, a lot of the Spielberg movies from back in the days in the 90s. And I think this is what you know everybody's been waiting for for such a long time. I mean, Hugo was such a good movie for Martin Scorsese, but it didn't have that Spielberg factor to it. So I thought that Hugo... I'm, I'm referencing Hugo. I thought that was a, a good movie, but it didn't have that Spielberg factor to it where you, you're having fun uh, with the movie and you care so much about the characters. So, yeah, that's how I felt about the movie. And, yeah, I, I think I just keep watching this movie over and over and over again and not get tired of it. And if I had to give this score, this movie a score... I'll probably give it a 4.8 out of 5. Ah, so just just short of perfection. Yeah, just short of on, on perfection. But yeah, overall, that's pretty much what I give it. Yeah, I was entertained by the movie. <clears throat> I, I love the, the visuals of it. I think they did a great job of just showing how much variety there could be in the, the Oasis. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some aspects I think could have been explained more, <clears throat> and I know for movies, especially for this one, it's like over two hours long. Um, they had to cut some things out and just kind of spoon feed you the answer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I I was entertained. I like the characters. I give it a four. I give it a four. You give it a four. Okay. Yeah, because I think it, it fell short on a lot, of, a lot of things. Um, I again, I'd kind of be curious about somebody that didn't read the book, see what they thought about the movie. Yeah, or in the case of your fiance, somebody that didn't have somebody explain every other chapter <laughs> of the book. Yeah, uh, I think uh, from what from walking out of the theater, I hear a lot of people talking about the movie, and uh, from a group of people, I hear all of them say that this is the best movie that they've seen all year. So, uh, with We're four people months in, <laughs> I, I know three but, months in, three months in, I know, but you know, uh, hear, hearing people say that, you know, uh, knowing that they didn't read the book kind of means a lot because, uh, a lot of people who are not fans can be fans of this, uh, book. I mean, this adaptation of this. Uh, so, so they're saying it's better than Winchester, better than fifteen seventeen to Paris, better than Peter Rabbit, better oh. than oh no, hold on, not better than Black Panther. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Would you give Black Panther a five out of five? I mean, I thought the I movie gave, was good. I think I gave Black Panther a four out of four point five on our when we we're reviewing it. I can't okay. remember. I give it a four because I mean, I I, I like Black Panther, but I felt like I, uh, I, it fell a little short because there's so many superhero movies already, and I I liked, um, well I still like, I like um, uh, Iron Man better. I think for when a case of Ready Player One, you are um you you recorded with all these pop culture references. Yes. You you were swayed by that. I think that's that that's the thing. 
Yeah, I, I think, it, yeah, I guess the only reason why it really hit me is because uh, th there's a lot of things that I can take from it because I know so much of what's in it. And I guess for a lot of people who uh, are not so into that, uh, they don't take the movie um, as much as I I did. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I'm definitely going to mm -hmm. buy the... Buy buy the blu-ray mm -hmm. and uh just like do the special special uh special features and then special go features through, and then go through every single frame and looking at stuff in in high definition yes yeah <laughs> especially that battle scene mm -hmm. okay right, so definitely. let's go ahead and uh reference between the movie and the book uh right off the bat i can say that you know the the, the book and the movie is totally different when they were going for the keys and the gates because mm -hmm. every time they found a key they would have uh, they would get a clue to how to find the gate and if that was written into the movie it would be such a long movie it would after, Just, yeah and i honestly that would have been a great trilogy oh yeah i i think so too but um from what Ernst Klein said, that there will be a Ready Player Two. So I don't know uh, what the story is going to be about, but he's currently writing it right now as we speak. So uh, when does it come out? We don't know yet. But he said he's working on it, and he can't really give us a specific date yet and make any promises. Like the book, probably in a year and a half. The movie, probably in four years. Yeah, but let's hopefully hope that it's sooner because... Um, uh, we don't want Ty Sheridan and Olivia Cook to get too big. Well, they're they're already what in their late teens, early twenties. They're fine. If anything, it just takes place a little bit after after the end of this movie. Yeah, probably. Expl explaining once again to their roles as the owners of the Oasis. Yeah, and <clears throat> I guess uh, uh, in the book, uh, the first key was uh, on. Uh, the, the island, uh, yeah, the island of uh, Lu Loomis, Lu right? Yeah, Lu yeah, enlightenment, yeah, Lu education. Loomis, yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess um, Wade didn't have money, so he couldn't teleport anywhere. So if you wanted to teleport somewhere, you would have to pay some type of currency to teleport, and that's where IOI gets the money from. Yeah, which you kind of saw it. In the movie, a little bit, they have their 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 portals, but yeah, in in the book, there's more space travel. There's more traveling to other other planets. In this one, it was a lot of oh well, we want it, we need to go to this planet. Okay, we're there. Yeah. So I guess uh, one of the first clues was you know uh, one of the first things that Halliday made was. Uh, uh, island where kids can go to school because the whole world is uh, uh, overpopulated. So uh, Loomis Island was pretty much the place where um, he hit the first egg. And it kind of uh, gave Wade a clue when he thought about one of the first places that was ever made that was very important to Halliday. And mm -hmm. I guess like he found it in the woods somewhere outside of the school. And uh, it was a game of joust, right? Uh, this one, yeah. It it was a cave. At the end of the cave, that they there was a giant spider that he had to kill. Yeah, and then the the holiday <clears throat> challenged him to a game of joust. Yeah, 
and then after that they have to find the gate and then uh, he he bumps into artemis uh yeah and i think overall i think they did a good choice of um making it into a racing scene because uh it would take the time of of beating yeah. joust and uh, go, finding the cave and then explaining uh the whole story about how the education thing is in it and how it's an island yeah i think that was too much so they they did a good job of making it into a racing scene um to replace it well and the other thing too is i i'm just thinking about right now is the movie had more movie references and the book had more like video game and like more geeky geek culture references rather than pop culture yeah, but uh, I th- I think in the book it does have a lot of movie references too. It does. But it's more like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, mm-hmm. War Games. Uh, oh my god, the... I wanted to see the war ga- the war game scene so bad. Oh yeah, me too. Because uh, I mean we've seen that movie and uh, it's such a great movie about video games too. You know, uh, yeah. being real life and everything, and it kind of relates to the movie a lot too. Um, so. Yeah, I was expecting to see that, but I mean, the shiny. Everybody knows the shiny. That, that yeah, that was good. That that was a good. I'm saying that was a good replacement. Yeah, I thought that that, that was a really good choice on 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 the uh, uh, on that scene. Um, but I I think it's a good thing to have uh that scene be the introduction to what it could be like in virtual reality if you wanted to go to a place like that. You know. Well. The other part they changed was, in the book, they had to show how much they knew the movie or game, or actually the movie, by repeating the dialogue precisely. Yeah. In the movie, it was just, you're in for the ride. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And uh, I I thought it was a very clever way uh, of um, giving Wade the coin. Uh, In the book, it was referenced by him... Uh, didn't go where well, he didn't go after the second gate uh but instead he went to a arcade to play a uh, game and yeah. uh, he knew that uh in the game they had this uh secret screen i think it was pac-man where he had to play over like a thousand screens or something like that to where uh the game glitches and yeah, that's, i can't remember yeah i can't remember what it was yeah, so when, when when he got to that uh, glitching screen of Pac-Man, he would... Oh, Miss Pac-Man, I think. Oh, yeah, Miss Pac-Man, yeah. you're right. Yeah, and then he would get a coin, and it says uh, One Life or something like, something like that. And I guess in this one, he doesn't really look... In the, in the movie, he doesn't look at the coin, but then he gets it from the curator for making that bet. Um, In a way, I, I thought that was kind of cool that they... Um, did reference that you know ha- um, the Ogden is kind of like a gamer too, not just a, a businessman, because mm-hmm. he was like arcade type of guy. So that's why he gave the quarter. Quarter was kind of his thing. Um, yeah, I thought that was a a, a good choice for the change. Um, well, how did you feel about having uh, the Iron Giant? as uh, one of the main um, things in the movie and comparing it to the book where they had Supida-Man and, uh, <laughs> and Ultraman. I, I, that's the thing. I think 
I not Ultraman, but there's another Japanese Yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. No, no, in in the movie. Oh, okay. That I can't I, and that's one of the scenes I want to play back cuz I saw him jumping around in one of the scenes, but I couldn't quite get a good look at who he was. Um no, but I think the Iron Man, the Iron Man, the Iron Giant was was great because you I mean, if you see the movie, you know how big he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So when you like cannot reference other characters in the same scenes, you get a sense of how huge some of the things are. Mm-hmm. Like as big as the Iron Giant is, he was like what a third the size as Mech Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Mecha Godzilla is huge. Yeah, and again, the castle dwarfed both of them. So I mean, I think it's a good choice just for visual reference. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty surprised because uh, I think they also did Mechagodzilla for um for the book too. It was also used in the book. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, again, this is one of the things that I think overall. This is one of the things where I think if you haven't read the book, it's fine if you see the movie, if you like the movie, or for interested you. You can watch, or you can read the book and just get more detail, more involved in that world. Yeah, true. So, uh, just to wrap things up, um, do you like the book better, or do you like the movie better? I definitely like the book better, mm-hmm. but the movie is really fun. Yeah, I totally agree. I do like the book better because a, a lot of references are more explained, and uh, uh, you kind of tell like how uh wade's character is really into uh the whole referencing thing oh one thing that i was expecting was well uh in a way i thought that they were going to do a lot of like rated r stuff for the movie because Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the stuff towards the very end in the book where uh wade just um goes off the radar for a while he goes off the radar for like three months and what he does is he trains himself he rents it out like an apartment and he's trying to figure out how to go to ioi get arrested and then that whole thing gets cut out yeah yeah that whole thing gets cut out but um in a way they they kind of reference the the part of getting caught with artemis being the person that gets caught um the rebellion was kind of a tease (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Rebellion's kind of a tease, but um, I, I thought that was a, a genius idea, actually, to, to make Artemis uh, uh, more powerful, more impactful uh, person in this world, uh, comparing it to, uh, I think it was IROC or H that had, like, you know, um, a, a, a bunch of followers and stuff, too. And yeah, I, IROC. I, oh, no, yeah. uh, H, H. Yeah, and then uh, at the very end of the book, uh, they ended up at Halliday's mansion, and mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have any gear because all of their gear is like blown up and stuff from uh, IOI. Um, yeah, and they they ended up using Halliday's uh, futuristic gear. Yeah, so going back to the rebellion, mm-hmm. I really thought that was gonna be a bigger part of the movie. But all it really was was an excuse on how to get Wade out of the stacks. Yeah. And then that was pretty much it. Yeah. 
There's no there, there's no reference to them after that. After that scene, there's no reference to, to Rebellion. Because they're dead. Or arrested. I was like, damn, you went dark. <laughs> Alright, Anton. Uh, final thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree with what you just said earlier. Uh, book's great. Movie's fun. Alright. If people want to support our geek addiction, how can they do that? They can do that by going to the 20c.com. Don't forget the www. Uh, and uh, purchase uh, tic- well, tickets. I don't know about that. Uh, stickers. <laughs> they <laughs> can like, buy st- with us. Yeah, they can buy stickers and t-shirts on our web store. And if there's something that we reference in our episode, they can click on any of the links in our show notes to purchase them. Or click on any of the Amazon links and it'll give us a little kickback. Yep. Yeah, you can follow us on so you're very squeaky. <laughs> oh and you can follow it's the chair. Oh. Yeah. Sure it is. And they can follow us on social media at the two LC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where you see a lot of our uh, unusual posts, funny memes, all that stuff. Stay connected with us. Or you can send us an email to mail at the two LC dot com. And don't forget to give us a thumbs up or a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. It's a good way for us to get, you know, word of mouth and uh, get new listeners. Anton, anything else? Oh, I think that's it. All right. For the 2OC, I'm player one. No. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duol. Player two. I'm player one. I, I get the I get the This is part. why we co-op. This is why we co-op. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good night.